Hey guys, welcome to FPL Rebound, your weekly fantasy podcast show. We are back with another podcast. So games are going to come in thick and fast from here on. And uh, Game Week 9 was a very horrible uh, week for me personally. And I'm already in trouble for Game Week 10 as well. So we are going to just uh, talk back and um, look what happened in Game Week 9. And as usual, we are going to look forward to Game Week 10 and further. So just before we uh, get started, uh, as usual, make sure to follow us on Twitter at FPL Rebound to get all the latest updates. Also, give us a, a follow on Anchor and Spotify. So for the benefit of the listeners, I'm recording this on the 26th of November, uh, late Thursday evening. Um, there are plenty of midweek action in the form of Europa uh, League games and some of the crucial uh, press conference details awaits us uh, today and tomorrow. So do make sure to observe all these uh, before you make any decision. Uh, so as always, I, I, I tend to uh, put this note, uh, make sure to have as much as information possible before you go and uh, make a transfer. So do not worry about the uh, price increase or drop uh, this particular season. There's a lot of things which, uh, which is changing at a rapid speed. So there's news uh, which comes in thick and fast and we don't know the uncertainty uh, due to COVID and stuff. And on top of all this, it's a Friday deadline once again. So make sure to save your teams uh, on time tomorrow. So with that said, let's get started. So here are the things that we are going to discuss. Uh, As usual, we are going to look back at Game Week 9 team review, uh, team talk, um, injury roundup, uh, differential picks, community questions and transfers and captaincy options okay we'll get started with game week 19 uh review so where do i even start so this is like a huge mess i messed up uh, with my transfers uh, late saturday um like an hour before the kickoff i was still uh, not sure about what i was going to do I was weighing in uh, two, three options, but uh, looks like ended up doing the exact wrong moves, uh, maybe. So I had Pulisic and Salah as my immediate problem. Salah was out for uh, COVID and uh, Pulisic was injured for a long term. And uh, however, I went ahead and removed Pulisic, Salah and Sun uh, for a minus four. Uh, I got in Bruno, KDB and Zaha. And as many might be aware, and the rest is history, as they say. So let's quickly uh, go over and see how the team performed. Martinez at goal with one point. Robertson with a 12-point return. Uh, probably the first double-digit return from him since game week three. Chilwell with another uh, clean sheet. He's been performing consistently so far. Lamptey... Uh, Came out with a late uh, red card, uh, so ended up picking minus one. I had uh, Bruno Fernandes as my captain, uh, which luckily turned out to be a good decision. 11 points uh, from him, uh, turned out to be 22 for the captain. Kevin De Bruyne blank, Rashford blank, Watkins, Bamford, Kane. Um, Kane with an assist, but uh, almost we can round it off as an uh, as a blank so how things went wrong is uh, Zaha came as a huge surprise on Monday when uh, it was reported that he is not even in the squad and he was COVID positive and he's, he's in isolation and stuff on top of things um, 
the person whom I took out um, needless probably uh, uh, that was uh, uh, definitely a not required move but I still went ahead uh, thinking the long term plan and I removed Sun who ended up picking another 10 point so uh, coupled with all this it looks like a very uh, dumb move now and uh, but we can't do much about it uh, I, I can't change things so I have to look forward uh, in order to rectify things I have a couple of plans and uh, it, it could be another hit or two uh, once again this week so we'll, we'll talk about it uh, in a couple of minutes uh, in the transfers and captain's decision but yeah uh, we ended up with 55 points with a minus 4 which is roughly 51 uh, bang on average the uh, rank took a, a small dip of, of around 200k we are currently just on the verge of 1 million as an overall rank but uh, overall rank doesn't matter much to me at this point of time. There's always uh, time to catch up. There's, it's a huge season. There's, a, uh, there's so much games to come up. So yeah, we can make ground for what we lost. Having said that, uh, we'll quickly move on to uh, the team talk. The team which I'm going to discuss today is probably uh, many of us thinking about and bringing in asserts from that team, which is Manchester City. So Manchester City uh, probably heading into the biggest fixture swing of the season. So starting game week 10 to game week 22, uh, City are facing just two of the top six teams from last year. That's a huge set of fixtures to take advantage of. Uh, City has not been um, up to their fullest potential on their attacking front. For instance, their total attempted uh, number of shots are still third best uh, at 125 shots. Uh, which is next to Liverpool and Leeds. However, it's their creative department which is lacking uh, in terms of big chances created. Uh, they have just created 16 big chances for the whole season and scoring just 10 out of it. Uh, they stake up uh, at 10th place uh, for the chances created uh, alongside Brighton. So we can imagine the scenario, uh, what's going wrong with City over there. It is their creative uh, department, the lack of uh, chances creation. This is not the city that we have uh, known or known for. We have not seen them uh, uh, perform this way in the attacking front. So oh, that's something which is worrying. Uh, but however, uh, I'm hopeful that this improves. One with a favorable run of fixtures coming in and the likes of uh, Jesus getting into full fitness now. He's starting uh, week in, week out um, for the two consecutive starts that he had. On top of it, uh, uh, you have Aguero uh, nearing uh, full fitness. He had a few minutes on the Champions League uh, a game. Uh, with this sort of an, uh, uh, players coming into action, uh, probably you can expect uh, City to perform better. And... Uh, as I told, uh, we should also be mindful about how good they have been defensively as well. If you are considering uh, City defenders, uh, that's something uh, which uh, is really interesting. Despite conceding uh, a few unlucky goals, uh, for instance, they have the least number of shots conceded for the season uh, at 63 shots, uh, which, uh, out of which just 38 coming uh, from inside the box. They have just conceded uh, 11 goals so far. Uh, so these are 
probably the best numbers in terms of defensive uh, uh, stats on an overall basis, the number of shots that they've conceded uh, on, on the overall league. So City are definitely doing um, far better in their defensive, at le- uh, defensive side at least. So I will definitely uh, consider, I personally have Kevin De Bruyne already. So I might uh, look to get a defender or two. And there is uh, more thing, more reasons to get a defender, which I'll talk about uh, in the differential s- section, which I'm going to touch base in the uh, in the later section. So yes, uh, Manchester City. Um, I I would just uh, wanted to run down their fixtures uh, to give you a, a perspective of how good that is. So they are going to play Burnley, Fulham, Manchester United, West Brom, Southampton, Newcastle. Everton. This is just to give you uh, a overall um, perspective in the next seven or eight fixtures. But this runs down till the, the first week of February until game week 22. So they are not facing a single um, side which is which finished top six last uh, season. So definitely a great set of fixtures, and we can definitely expect um, more positive things. Uh, both from an attacking standpoint and the defense of uh, Manchester City. So it's high time that we uh, load up on these asserts despite their poor show on the attacking front. With that said, we'll quickly jump on to the uh, injury roundup. Uh, to start with uh, Mo Salah. Once again, um, that's a quick turnaround. I did not expect this. Um, there was so much of speculation and that's the primary reason even I sold him at the first place. Uh, uh, last week. So he's already um, COVID negative and he has started a game of uh, in the Champions League last night. So he's perfectly fine to go ahead uh, for the upcoming uh, fixture in the weekend. So it's all good if you're holding on to uh, Mohamed Salah. Uh, kudos to you. Um, uh, you. You can continue to hold him. He's a great asset as we know. His, his stats are still uh, amazing. So I might have to look back to uh, bring him back at some point of time. With another sticking with COVID uh, news, Zaha, as I told, uh, who's also in my team, uh, he's uh, he was uh, told he's COVID positive last week. There's not much of an information at this point of time. I'm going to wait uh, for uh, until tomorrow to make a decision. There's a there was a price drop already uh, from 7.4 to 7.3. So I don't mind the price drop at this point of time. But as long as I have more information, if at all, if he starts, well and good. Uh, I mean, if he's uh, COVID negative, well and good. I'm going to leave it as it is and uh, play him this week. In terms of other injuries uh, and some of the midweek games update uh, and suspensions, one of the major news that is coming in thick and fast at this point of time as we speak is uh, Lucas Dinia. So Lucas Dinia from Everton is rumored to be out for at least two months but these are media speculations uh, these are not official so probably wait until uh, the official press conference comes out uh, of the manager so if this news is true uh, it's going to be a huge blow for Everton in terms of their set piece abilities and the dead ball uh, dead ball scenarios that he is uh, offered into that's going to be a huge impact uh, but if he's out for two months uh, then definitely it's a sell and apart from that, uh, there's one more uh, news which is coming in is Nick Pope uh, from Burnley is uh, supposed to be out for the City game. He had an head injury uh, in the last game uh, game week and uh, this comes from the manager himself that he has flagged um, 
Nick Pope and he might not play uh, against Manchester City, which in turn favors uh, plays in uh, favor of uh, Manchester City, who have always played uh, so well against Burnley, scoring at least four or five goals in the last few meetings uh, between these two clubs. So Pulisic, uh, he is still expected to be out. I believe he is nowhere to be found uh, in the Champions League uh, match as well. So I don't think uh, Lampard would force him straight into the action. Maybe he will uh, slowly uh, give him minutes and then take him into uh, the full squad. Uh, Kai Havertz came as a substitute in the CL, uh, Champions League game. So uh, he probably might start uh, the weekend. From Manchester United perspective, uh, Van Bissaka and Lindelof are flagged as early doubts. The uh, Van Bissaka was uh, taken straight into the tunnel uh, in the Champions League game when he was subbed off. So keep keep an eye on uh, United defence. And uh, KDB was completely rested for the Champions League game, so uh, we can expect uh, uh, his action on Burnley. Uh, or, or we might have to just wait and see uh, the reason behind uh, his complete rest. If it is just tactical, just wanted to give him a rest. Or if it's something to do with COVID and stuff. And uh, Mendy is back for City. Uh, this gives uh, a word of caution to uh, Cancelo owners. Or probably uh, people who are potentially going to buy Cancelo. So um, just a word of caution over there. And then to talk about suspensions. Uh, Tariq Lamperty has been no red card. Uh, I'm going to wait and see if they have appealed uh, this or if it is going to be overturned. I'm not sure. I don't uh, have a plan at this point of time. Probably I'll bench him for the next two or three games and then we'll see it from there. Nicholas Pep of Arsenal is suspended for three games with a red card. Uh, I, I don't see anyone, uh, much of the people owning him, but just a word of caution. Okay, that's a quick round of injury uh, updates as things stand. Uh, there's more news to come uh, tomorrow as well. So just make sure to watch out for those. So moving on to the differentials. This week differential, I just have uh, one uh, pick which I'm going to talk about. There's one out of the uh, stat pick which I usually have. So the person I'm going to talk about is Ruben Diaz from Manchester City. So as we uh, spoke about the favorable run of fixtures coming up for City and uh, their defensive abilities and uh, what's their defensive start and stuff, we can surely take advantage of their defensive asserts. So there are several people who are looking to replace the likes of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold or Robertson or any of the uh, popular uh, a premium defenders that you might have and if for instance Lucas Dina is confirmed to be out then that gives you another headache um, to replace one of the premium defenders so if you want to go uh, for another premium defender and if it has to be from City my pick would be um, Ruben Diaz over Cancelo so both are priced at uh, 5.5 million uh, uh, Diaz is uh, just owned by 2.1 percentage as we speak and Cancelo is just owned by 3.5% as we speak. So both are a great uh, set of differentials. But um, since the factor of uh, nailed on player, I would opt Ruben Diaz over Cancelo here. Uh, given that we have Mendy back into action, um, that gives a bit of uh, a fight for that left back spot. 
I, I know Cancelo can uh, play on the right as well, which he did on the Champions League game. But uh, I don't see that happening quite often with Walker uh, being the favourite at right-back spot. Uh, Cancelo uh, definitely might continue to hold that place, but uh, there's definitely threat uh, in terms of uh, Mendy back into action. There, there might be a game or two or rest or rotation coming into action. Whereas Ruben Diaz, I think he's going to be uh, uh, Pep's number one uh, centre-back uh, alongside who uh, he's going to pair with. So these reasons uh, definitely uh, falls in favour of uh, uh, Diaz. And uh, the reason, uh, uh, this, the, the added advantage on top of this is that uh, City are playing Burnley, Fulham and West Brom in their next four fixtures. Uh, so these three teams who have scored a combined uh, goals a combined goal of just 19 for the old season you can think of uh, how uh, how much uh, they lack in their attacking friend for instance west brom have created just three big chances for the entire season so far of the all the nine games so burnley uh, just 10 uh, big chances fulham 14 big chances uh, Burnley have just scored four goals so far the whole season. West Brom just scored six goals, whereas Fulham has scored just nine goals. So put together, three teams, uh, not even uh, 20 goals uh, for the season so far. I don't see an attacking threat um, from these uh, teams for City's defence. So I think these reasons are definitely favour um, uh, opting a City defender. And if, if at all, if that's the decision, I would go ahead with Diaz for the reasons that I just spoke about. So that's my uh, differential number one. And my differential number two is uh, Mikel Antonio, if at all, if he's fit. Um, we know what uh, uh, West Ham uh, could do on a given day uh, in this particular season. They've been really good uh, and consistent uh, so far this season. Uh, probably a few uh, uh, difficult games uh, here and there, but uh, still they have performed really well. And if at all, if Antonio is fit and if he is back, I believe uh, he's going to be a great option uh, for people who are going to sell the likes of Harry Kane or um, any other uh, premium or uh, A-plus uh, forwards that they, they might have. So uh, watch out for uh, Mikel Antonio. He would be my uh, second differential pick for this particular week and going forward. Okay, with that covered, we'll quickly jump on to uh, community questions this week. So, a uh, good bunch of questions. Uh, Ram is asking about City Defense. Ram, I pretty much covered that. Uh, you can just uh, listen back uh, on what we spoke about uh, in City Defense. So, Darani has a bunch of questions here. Uh, first question, um, is selling Spurs assets for City uh, a good idea? See, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, as I told, uh, City has a great run of fixtures coming up and Spurs having a, a really tight set of fixtures to navigate through and they have their Europa games as well. Uh, as we spoke in the la last podcast as well, it's not that uh, the Spurs are going to be a overall bad team. Uh, it, they did indeed go ahead and beat uh, City last week, which we just spoke about how good they are going to work on the counters and stuff. And uh, Mourinho was not keen enough to hold the ball. He he doesn't care. So he he came out with a cheeky reply uh, uh, in the press conference as well, uh, whether uh, 
the the ball was majority of the time uh, with city players so he told that they can take home the ball as well but i i'll take three points so that's going to be the mindset of Mourinho. He knows how to handle these uh, bigger games and uh, he can work out, drill the unit and get the results that is required. But if it's going to be a free-flowing uh, uh, scoring games of how they were uh, probably playing the, uh, the smaller teams, that's a big question mark. I had two uh, Spurs asserts earlier and that's the primary reason I sold just one and held on to the other. But yes, you can weigh in uh, the team structure that you have and based on that, you can take advantage of uh, the city's uh, fixtures. You have the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling, um, Gabriel Jesus, who is probably nailed on now, at least until there is a threat for these positions. These are brilliant options and they have a great fixtures, at least in the next four fixtures, amazing set of fixtures. Burnley is not going to have Nick Pope, for instance. So these are definitely added advantage. So yes, Spurs to City would be an ideal choice. Next question from Dharani is, uh, will Yota be a regular starter and a good cheap option getting into Liverpool? So Yota, um, this is a billion dollar question, um, Dharani. We, we'll never know if he's going to be a, a regular starter. Of course, yes, he has done so, uh, done well so far. Uh, but having said that, there might be a hard rest, um, uh, once in a while uh, rest that is coming up, which is very inevitable. As I told, we are heading into this busy fixture uh, period of uh, December uh, quickly. So he's going to uh, be rested in one of the two games uh, that might come up. And Liverpool have a great run of fixtures as well. So. Um, you can definitely considering uh, consider to get Yota as a cheap way uh, into Liverpool's attack. Uh, is it time to remove Hens Rodriguez uh, or and keep buy or sell Dinia? So for your first part of question, selling Hens Rodriguez probably it's time. There's just two uh, good games coming up for Everton, and uh, we haven't seen that. Uh, uh, that's. Uh, that assist potential. He's he's the uh, he's assisting the person who's eventually assisting the uh, goal scorer. So if you see, he has a record of seven um, uh, indirect assists. The, the second person that he is assisting to. So uh, that's not going to help. Uh, eventually he plays well, but uh, it's not reflecting uh, as FPL points. So probably yes, it's time to move on from Hens Rodriguez. You have uh, the likes of Yota uh, to go into an underpriced. Uh, category which is definitely a good choice uh, your second question I think if you just have to wait on to get more news on Dinia if he is rumored to be out uh, for two months then definitely it's a sell there's no doubts about that moving on uh, the next question comes from Balaji uh, KDB or Salah for the long term so Balaji this is a very tricky question uh, Salah, despite missing a game, uh, his overall numbers uh, in the attacking front um, is really good uh, still uh, for, for the entire uh, season so far. Uh, he's performing really well. And uh, KDB, his numbers are not reflecting in terms of points. He, he also plays well, but they're not creating more chances. Uh, but given that they have a great run of fixtures, I would suggest uh, if there's a possibility in your team structure, I would suggest you to have both 
if that's a possibility. But if you ask me just one, then I would still pick Mohamed Salah. Okay, then uh, Abhinav's question is differential defenders. Abhinav, I think uh, we have covered this primarily uh, because of your question and I put that in the differential. So you can just listen back and Ruben Diaz is my option as a differential defender for the week and probably uh, in the near future as well. Okay, uh, going into transfers and captaincy options. So first I'll talk about transfers. So there's a couple of things which is uh, concerning the team currently. One is uh, Zaha, uh, who, who is um, not available due to uh, COVID. I'm waiting for the press conference tomorrow to see what's the scenario. And the other one is Derek Lamptey, who's, uh, who's on suspension for red card. Again, I'm just waiting for more news or to understand if they're going to be, they have appealed or if the appeal is going to be uh, accepted or something. So, yeah, in terms of uh, transfers, the plan, uh, if Zaha is potentially to be rumored uh, or confirmed to be out for next week as well, then probably I'll, I'll, I'm planning to remove uh, Zaha and uh, Harry Kane as well. And I'm plan planning to get back Mohamed Salah, as I told uh, it's tough uh, uh, playing without this guy uh, who, who is doing really well despite missing a game. His uh, stats are uh, speaking for itself and they have a great run of pictures uh, just like uh, Manchester City. For instance, they are uh, playing just uh, one top 16 from last year until game week 18 from this week onwards. So uh, you can... Uh, Look for yourself the potential that is available in terms of uh, Liverpool options out there. So yes, the possible option for me is to remove Zaha and Kane for a minus four, bring in Salah back straight back into uh, the team, and the other option for striker that I'm considering is uh, Che Adams at this point of time because of the price uh, constraint that I have. I'll be left with exact uh, 5.9 to get Ings back into the team. So uh, that's my uh, potential plan as things stand, uh, but I'll have to wait and uh, watch for the news and then decide based on that. In terms of captaincy, uh, it's just a, a coin toss this week. I have two options. One is Kevin De Bruyne, the other is uh, Bruno Fernandes. I was considering to um, go on with Bruno Fernandes given the form that he is currently in. But uh, given the news that Nick Pope is not uh, going to be playing against City, I might uh, swing back to Kevin De Bruyne this particular week. So City has a great uh, history of uh, playing uh, so well against uh, Burnley. I, I know the history is not going to help here, but despite that, uh, and uh, Nick Pope not being available, he's uh, probably uh, is swinging my decision back to uh, Kevin De Bruyne. So uh, that probably would be my captain option for the week. I'm not going to risk any other options. Uh, if I get in Salah, probably that is that gives me another option who's playing up against uh, Brighton. So in terms of any other options that you might consider, there's a good bunch of options this week. Uh, the captaincy is going to be spread out between three teams, if I'm not wrong. Uh, we have Salah Mane, who's playing up against Brighton. Uh, and then we have... Uh, United uh, playing up against Southampton, so the likes of Bruno Fernandes or Rashford, probably uh, good options. 
Manchester City definitely uh, Kevin De Bruyne is going to be the runaway captain uh, uh, this week if you want a differential captain if you have the likes of Raheem Sterling Gordon Hopton Raheem Sterling has a great record against Burnley and uh, in fact the the lower uh, lower order teams he he has this uh, amazing record against them the other option which i might suggest is Jamie Vardy who's playing up against Fulham um, these are the standout options if you want to try a bit of differential you can work out with the likes of Grealish who's playing up against West Ham or uh, the likes of uh, Calvert-Lewin uh, for instance who's playing up against one of the leakiest defense which is Leeds so uh, there could be a lot of uh, goals in this particular uh, game as well so I would just want you guys to be aware that the deadline is uh, tomorrow which is midnight 12 a.m uh, so make sure uh, you save your teams on time and make your transfers on time and do wait and watch out for the press conferences do check out the twitter channel we will be uh, retweeting all the key uh, injury news and uh, uh, press conference details yes uh, until then uh, we will get back to you the next week uh, with another episode until then uh, stay safe and happy FPL planning guys. Bye.